Welcome back to Taking Care of Business, the final episode of season two, Dubai's leading real estate agency, Allsop at Allsop. Today, we are talking about uh, the, our Q2 market report, basically our findings from everything that's happened from the months of April, May, and June. So today I'm joined by the CEO, the main man, the big dog, Lewis Allsop. Nice way to bring me into the group, actually. Thank <laughs> you. Thank up. you. Main man, CEO. And we've got Paul Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's here. Paul. Good old Paul. Strong Paul. Paul's our operations director. So welcome again, Paul. Thank you. It's becoming a regular thing, isn't yeah, it? It's good. The fans want you back. <laughs> no fan wanted him back. I've not had any email saying the bring him back. people's favourite. <laughs> so we're 12 episodes deep into our season two and we have talked about um, earlier on this year we've seen a huge uh, huge uptick in, in transactions uh, we've seen increases in pricing here to talk about Q2 today so I guess Lou Lou Lewis could be worse things um, some, do you want to just share some highlight numbers with people with regards to what what's happened yes before we talk about that I think it's important to know the, the main thing that I want to discuss is you're going to see a decline in the figures we're going to talk about. So people were like, oh my God, there's been a decline in the market. It's not a decline in my opinion. It's a plateau based on what we've seen from the first quarter. The first quarter was explosive. I mean, if you look at the company's revenue, we've already achieved last year's whole year's turnover, which is just wild. In when five you, months, in not five six months. months yeah, five exactly. Months. Yeah, five months. So well, I'd add to that as well is last year was, I think, was it just under 20% up on 2019? In a pandemic. Yeah. And I, well, that's the reason I make, I make the comment because I don't want people to think, oh, it's COVID last year. Maybe the results were a bit down and that's why they've already. No, I bet you in five business months, ever yeah. last year. So 2020 was also a good year. So things to talk about that need to be mentioned. First of all, 61% of transactions so far this year were done on completed transactions. Uh, that is 3,970 for the month and 2,418, which were off plan. So ready properties are officially. So is that cost the board in Dubai and that all seven also? If we were doing the five, I'd be, be very absolutely nice, loving life. I wouldn't be here. I'd be doing it on a yacht or a helicopter. Maybe a helicopter on, on a yacht. yacht. Yeah. That'd be a lovely place to be. <laughs> so yeah, in, that's in the whole of Dubai. Sixty-one percent of transactions have come from uh, ready properties. Which, if you look at our business model for years, people have always said to us why do you not get involved in off-plan? And we've simply said, I'm very good at off-plan. <laughs> it's not really our market. But traditional estate agency is what we've stuck to really for 14 years. And now you start to see as the launches slowly start to slow down, people that are good at estate agency and good at moving families and people into homes, really where the market's going to come. And that's what I think a lot of other real estate companies are trying to enter into at the moment. People that are you know, very popular in off-plan are now trying to get into this market because 61% out of that. So let's have a look at um, things that you need to know regarding the markets. First of all, the hottest buyers in, in, the, in the UAE, people that are interested in who have bought properties from us. First is British. Uh, does that surprise anyone? No, British company. People probably naturally gravitate towards us anyway yeah. with, with that. I, I don't think that British should be the number one in the in Dubai. I think that, like you said, I think people see all stuff and all stuff, maybe feel comfortable yeah. that they can pick up the phone to a British estate agency with branches in the UK and call us and ask for advice and stick with us. Second is Indian. Always, always, always in second place. Massive money spinner for us. Uh, the Indian market is absolutely 
frightening amount of money that does enter this into the country. And third, which is a massive surprise, it's the first time it's been in on the uh, on the podium with the bronze medal. Um, <laughs> the French, French, Viva la France, Viva la France. Yeah, knocked out the Euros early with the best squad. Came to Dubai. But it's interesting because the, the, the French being in the top three for people buying houses of all stuff and all stuff in Q2 or Q1, sorry, is what we've been saying all year with regards to huge um, uh, European influx, pe people, yeah. Inf yeah. influx of people coming into the UAE because of their home countries having quite tight restrictions. Yeah. Tight restrictions, and I, I think it goes back to so our commercial team seeing an awful lot of wealth and high net worth individuals, business owners. I think a lot of people are coming to Dubai because of what they foresee is coming over the next six, 12, 18 months as COVID restrictions relax. Governments in European countries and probably most of the world have pumped more money into economies to help support, support and sustain them. A lot of people see that in the coming months and years, taxes are gonna rise quite considerably to help like restock the government coffers, so to speak. So I think people who have the luxury and have the choice of being able to shift where they, they live and work from are, are doing so. And seeing, you call that's them a lot of your digital papers. nomads, I believe you call them. Digital nomads, yeah. So yeah. these are, these are actually that links quite well to it. Way, he loves it. <laughs> well, if you saw Sheikh Mohammed the other day, he said he wants, 100, he wants to give golden visa to 100,000 coders yeah. over the next few years. So the digital community in Dubai is, is going to, Explode and grow massively. If, and that's if, where there's Dubai a can have its time, own, if its own Silicon Valley here, it'd be yeah. incredible. And it needs to. It needs to, you know, have a, it needs to be diversified with what it can offer to the economy. But we, we talked about its big influx at the start of the year with European buyers, and obviously yeah. we said French people were were the third most transacted buyers in Q2. What's really interesting is there's a bit of a pattern throughout all of this year where still, which hasn't changed much really more than 60% of people buying a house, admittedly with us, are buying with a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. And again, we talk back to when we opened 14 years ago. Cash, cash, cash. Vast majority cash buyers. But if you if, if you look at the summary as well, you'll see that most people are cash, which is 60%, and 60% of transactions are uh, resale, which is fueling Lindsay. the end user market. So it all goes back to the fact that we talked about Dubai over the last, five or six podcasts having an ecosystem. Think about Dubai, Dubai's not really had much worldwide tourism into the market, but the Dubai market has continued to be fueled by people that are circulating, people are selling and buying and moving on, and but they're staying in Dubai, and I think that's fueling the, the mortgage. one-way tourism. Yeah. People are coming here, staying here. I like that, yeah. one-way tourism. Yeah, we yeah, will trap you in staying. Dubai, <laughs> you will not leave, buy a house with us, we'll give you a mortgage. Well, there's a lot of people that maybe were thinking of leaving, that again have seen things happening in other other areas of the world and how other parts of the world are dealing with the pandemic. And people who maybe have lived in Dubai for one, two, three, four years who are thinking of moving back to the home countries, they're now not doing so. They're now thinking, well, we'll stay in Dubai. There, was, there three, were countless four, stories of uh, when, when we speak to teams in our business where people have moved here maybe back in the last year, early part of this year, have been here for two, three, four months to build build a profile, credit profile, to then allow them to end up, end up taking a mortgage here in Dubai. Yeah. So, I mean, it also ties in with new number of licenses, new number of businesses being set up here, like whether it's, you know, a digital nomad yeah. opportunity, whether it's one license, so. So interesting or not, that I think we need to talk about the decreases. So there's increases and decreases, so they're gonna tie in very nicely. So first of all, one increase I'm gonna mention, our listings have increased 21%. The number of houses coming to the market is increased. New properties by that are now live and advertised on the property portal, such as 
Hauser.com, the yeah. number one property portal in Dubai. Shout go. out, Hauser. merch, merch there. Hauser.com <laughs> forward slash merchandise. That's not a real thing, That's by the way. Don't go on Instagram. So listings up 21%, but transactions actually down for the company 16%. Versus Q1. Versus Q1. This, as we said off camera before, is totally expected. Yeah. And the reason for it is when we've seen such a huge surge in Q1, it's not sustainable. And yeah. what I said maybe five weeks ago to our teams is I sense a plateau. And the reason the plateau has actually happened is because the prices have surged in the first three months of this year, you've naturally got people that perhaps were in negative equity with their properties or were holding on, on to their properties because they wanted to see more uh, market appreciation. So what you've now got now is speculation in sellers that are putting houses on the market, trying prices which may be achievable, but more often perhaps not, which is resulting in our listings increasing. And because there's more ha- more properties to view from clients, naturally they're taking more time to it's make, make a decision. It? Because we talked about speculation with buyers for years. It's what everyone talks about. And Carl didn't say it off camera. And I was just like, wow, if you think about it, sellers are literally saying, oh my God, I can get another two million from my house. My mortgage can get cleared and I can buy something else. And they're risking, I mean, in the street, you you live in Jamaica Golf Estates. You said that when you bought, there was one, how, how many there now? At the start of the year, there was one or maybe zero listings on my street. There's only 99 houses on my street anyway, but uh, as of a week ago, there was seven or eight. That's just a indication of the market as a whole. Definitely. A lot of people are not even perhaps wanting to sell, but they're thinking, do you know what? If I can get yeah, yeah. X, I'll sell it. Yeah. And that's across the board. And that's why we've seen big uptick in number of listings, but slight decrease in number of transactions. So There's a lot of buyers, I think, that are priced out. People that were buying, let's say, a C1 in Victory Heights at one point, which is a five bedroom on the golf course. You're probably looking at four million and they're like, oh my God, I can get it. It's 800,000 down plus fees. Now you're ticking over five and like, actually now I need 1.5 million to buy the house plus fees. So all of a sudden actual cash outlay becomes a lot higher for them. So do you feel like the summer's happened a little bit early here there, Paul, in terms of, you know, people typically traveling? It seems to me this year, people are going away a little bit earlier. Yeah, well, I think it's just the, obviously a lot of people have been in Dubai for about 18 months now and not had the luxury to travel, whether it, even just for a simple holiday of get, getting out of Dubai. And I don't think that's native to Dubai. I think wherever people are in the world, they like to have one or two holidays a year just to, to get away from normal life. Or five if you might have was. He's on holiday now. He's in Spain at the moment yeah. drinking, drinking sangria. Um, and then some people are now managing to, to go through uh, green countries to get back to the UK, for example, or yeah. to other European destinations. So I think after so long of not being able to travel, I do think it started earlier. Yeah, because probably people, people are just, having longer holidays as well. Yeah. If they can. Well, they yeah. have to. If they're going to amber countries, they need to do 10 days to get back to the UK before they even think about going to England. So I think, we, you know, what are we in now? July, mid-July? And you can see the roads are noticeably quieter and the yeah. kids are breaking up for school soon. I think some have. Some last week, yeah, week, yeah. Last week. So there's, week. there's a no, notable trend, trend on that. Just going back, sorry, Carl, just going back to the market a, a minute, which I think is good to mention. So now we're in a predominantly secondary um, secondary. Uh, say secondary market mark is that right you secondary go with it. Market yeah, market secondary market market. Market. Well, that's a new one <laughs> double market yeah. sounds great but it's a secondary market, market. and i think what <laughs> <laughs> i think what's good to see is the market correcting itself like we said at the start of the year it is unsustainable yeah. the advance that went on but 
Dubai in the past has been been um, people have labelled it as you know there's bubbles and the peaks and troughs are so high and, and so many spikes. So it's it's good to see as the market is maturing. It, it's kind of checking and balancing itself. It doesn't need. There is a caveat to it though. Prices are not dropping. Prices are up four percent from Q1 to Q2. So 100% people are listing their properties a lot more. They're probably getting less than what they're asking, but the prices are still climbing and I don't see them stopping. Unless buyers suddenly say, I'm not buying. What I will which, say to that is, I don't see prices declining. I see them- Plateauing. Plateauing, yes. Maybe prices declining in the amount of increase. That makes sense. But what about in the market market? What will it do? In the market market. <laughs> but what, what I mean by that is, if, if the start of this year we've seen double digit growth, 10, 11, 12, 15% in some areas, 2%. you might see ones, twos, quarter on quarter. And if we can get low single digits per year, that for me is a very, very That's, healthy. I know, I'm and, sure enough, yeah. yeah. Do you know the biggest problem at the moment that's not being talked about that brokers will face and buyers are facing at the moment? And me, me personally, I've seen this firsthand with a couple of transactions I've been involved in where because valuers at the moment are, are, are valuing houses in an increasing market, they are so behind the pace and this is really a warning to buyers. Um, if prices are increasing, we may do the sell on MOU, and in three months time the market goes up, but when they get the comparables, they're getting comparables three months old, and in an increasing market, your property is getting undervalued. A lot of houses are being undervalued. So people don't know what that means in terms of when you take a mortgage, the bank will always instruct surveyor, straight right. surveyor will go out to the property, to determine What's what what you're buying it for, is it worth that? Correct. And obviously we had a period over end of Q1, beginning of Q2, where banks are going, the surveyors are going in and actually downvaluing what people were, were buying it because the data they use yeah. is via the land department and or different sources. completed yeah. data. Which is typically three to four months behind the lag of the marketplace. So obviously you would, you'd agree a sale and when you agree the sale, it takes three months to get to completion and by the time it gets to completion that's when it's lodged and uh, on the database to say hey this is what it's sold for but in that three month time period price has gone up so this is one of the, the the problems that a lot of brokers are facing at the moment paul just from we talked about the stats in terms of a small decline or a plateau in, in number of transactions and number of listings going up if you're giving any advice to a seller today about what to expect in the marketplace what would you what would you give what advice would you give so the first advice I would give is sit down with your agent because a lot a lot of sellers still want to do things over the phone, quick phone call, I, I want this price, see if you can get at me, et cetera, et cetera. Ask your agent to come to your house, bring comparable evidence, transactional and what's on the market at the moment and run through with you what the property market is because your example's brilliant. At the start of the year, there was one property on the street. So if there's any buyers in the market, they'll gravitate into that one property. Now there's seven or eight properties on the street. So if you're a seller coming to the market and you're genuinely motivated to sell, you're not just hanging it out there to, oh, if I can get this price, I'll pay the mortgage, I'll be able to do this, that, and the other. If you're genuinely motivated to sell, you have to come to the market at a competitive price. So awareness from a seller's perspective of yeah. what's what's in and around your, your area. I mean, for, for me, I think there's no harm in a seller being bullish, Lewis, in terms of asking a high price, but that high price has got to be comparable to what else is in the area. So for example, where you used to live yeah. in Victory Heights, yeah. if something's worth, let's say the nearest property worth five and a half million dirhams, yeah. if you want to try and ask seven or eight, you're not going to sell it. Yes and no. I depending mean, on obviously the condition. depending on the condition, the location, it's very, get what you said a minute ago, getting your agent round. If you go online and sell where you've got a five bed villa in Victory Heights, hypothetically, you can, you could, you know, 
throw a pin at a dartboard and hope that you get something. But the reality is, is that location, plot, upscale, uh, extension have to be taken into consideration and then comparables. Um, so you, you need to speak to an agent. Anyone has to sit down with an agent that can show you real live data from what happens. There is, I mean, and this is an analogy you're using from back in the UK, regardless of where you are in the world, every street or community will have a ceiling in terms of pricing, in my view, because, yeah. you know, it, it, let's say Victory Heights, for example, they're only so far that will go up before you can end up going to buy in Jumeirah Golf States or yeah. whatever. So I guess just being aware of competition, make sure you're pricing sensibly and be aware that actually right now might take you a little bit longer to sell your house because there's more properties available yeah. for sale. The market's hot, but it's also flooded with increased value listings. So putting it on, you're not selling it on one day. It might take one month or one yep. week, depending on the agent you hire. Kyle's up and also up probably be the week. <laughs> <laughs> Good, what about tenants then? So just look at the tenants data here, people renting properties. Clearly there is um, a, a, a shape towards people paying less frequently or yeah, more, more frequently, more frequently yeah. even, sorry. Um, so our stats here basically say more than 45% of people who rent a property falls up and also up rent in more three or more checks. It's good. It's where the market should be. I mean, I don't know if anyone's seen yesterday, but the land department announced some sort of initiative with direct debits. So is that a sign that that's where the world in the UAE is? I don't think it's an announcement, but it's, it's, it's a sign that they're yeah, trialing it and taking ideas. I think it's the way, to, the way it's going to go. It Where else to, in the world yeah, can you yeah. go, oh, do you want to pay rent? Welcome to Eng uh, Dubai. Are you from England? Give us £25,000 in cash for one year up front. You go, but it's <laughs> not. It's not It's not just that. I mean, what blows my mind now is in 2021, are we using checkbooks? Checks, checks, checks. What's going on? The bane of our life, me and you. Oh, I know, we've I sign 100 50, easy, 50, 50 each. Yeah, every single day. So lots of people are paying more frequently. Um, typical nationalities of buyers, top three, British, Indian, and Lebanese. Didn't surprise me again. I think Canadians always been around there, by the way. The Canadian market yeah. is, is very interesting one. And again, Indian and British are very, very dominant in ours. But yeah, the, the, the three plus check scenario, that is where a lot of people are requesting it. You still get some landlords request one check. I mean, strangely, I rented one of my properties, I said on the last podcast, and I put it online and I rent it within a day, which is great. But the guy just called and went, yeah, well, we'll pay asking price one check. I was like, what? Yeah, you pay one check. So people yeah. sometimes have this conception pre-existing that you have to pay in one check. Obviously, if you're a landlord, you're taking yeah. it. <laughs> well, prices and, and, and lettings price transactions. So just look at the numbers here. We've seen a mixture of increases and decreases. Um, Paul, just, just just talk us through the lettings numbers. Yeah, so there's since from Q1, there's an 11% decrease in the average lettings uh, price transaction. Uh, Q2 versus Q1 through Allsop and Allsop this year. But I, I don't think that's a, a warning sign for the market. I think it's more so that at the start of the year, going back to what we're saying, the, the explosion and um, how unsustainable it was and all the money that was coming into Dubai. If you go back to, to podcasts or things we were putting out in the Q1, it was all about the luxury lettings market had taken off and we're doing a lot of Palm Villa rentals, yeah. for example, a lot of penthouse rentals. So I think what we've seen in Q2 is the luxury and not disappear, but slow down a little bit and more of your like regular everyday and that's how uh, the average prices really drop because yeah. I, I, we've got a, uh, a fantastic talented team at the back end of uh, the residential letting teams one of the girls specifically deals with renewals so she sits down discusses with the landlord what her property's worth 
what they're renting for this year. And so she goes to negotiate with the landlord if they want to increase. The amount of renewals that have come with an increase must be at close to 70%. Yeah. Well, it was, I was just going to say, our number of properties coming to market for rentals is up just shy of 25%. Okay, but actually the reason why I feel the decrease in transactions, again, is more people are negotiating or staying put. Yeah. I, I, we frequently talk to our lettings team and we've said it for many, many times, but they are saying it every day, to get stock that's available to rent within the next 30 or 60 days, it's very few it's and far between in, in some communities. It's funny if you do to people, the market's flooded, it's this, it's that, you just go, when you're actually doing the search, you're like, oh my God, there is not a lot around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, interesting, the land, landlord tenants are actually agreeing and going, look, I don't want to move. Because you think about it like this, a landlord says to you, okay, I want 10,000 dirhams more on 150,000 dirhams property. Obviously, naturally, you're like, oh my God, I'm not paying that, not paying that. But when it comes down to it, after paying removals and paying, repainting it and moving your stuff, the 10,000 dirhams becomes a lot more than 10,000 yeah. dirhams. So, you know, if, if the market value is saying that, then, you know, if you're a landlord, you're taking it, definitely. I mean, prices from, uh, and just jumping on what you said here, what talks about prices from last year to this year, we've seen a bit of an increase, haven't we? In lettings, average price, uh, 2% increase in the average price, which is natural, and also 20% increase in tenant registrations, which may be surprising to some people because obviously travel's been restricted a lot over the last 12 months. So average letting price of 140,000 euros I've seen there, which is, that's really looking at a, a townhouse villa, isn't it? That's the, the price you're paying for. Which fits with the narrative, yeah, of people moving away from apartments, again, with everything that's gone on over last year, into villas where they've got more space, a garden. and. Okay, so that's the Q2 report. One final uh, thought from you, Carl. If you were to give uh, your forecast for the next quarter in terms of if you're a buyer and you're a tenant, where is the market going? When we talk about quarter to quarter, I think it's very difficult to gauge the year over a quarter. It's a really probably looking at it as a whole year, as, as a whole. If you actually look at Q1 and Q2 combined, we're probably still seeing increased number of transactions and also increased property prices. If I look at Q3, what's going to impact Q3 will be travel. So I think, you know, certainly when most of July, people people where kids are off school, whatever, so that may impact that. Um, but I still see marginal growth in terms of um, number of transactions. I see, I see marginal growth on property prices, but I do feel we're in for a hell of a Q4 uh, when people are back from then. I think travel is going to be a lot more, hopefully touch wood, it's going to be a lot more frequent or easy to fly around as we go into Q4 this year. And I think uh, there'll be a lot of pent up demand that we've not seen from outside of the country rather than in country. And we've so. got the expo as well. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's going to drive prices up instantly as it starts, but I think there'll be a real buzz around Dubai as a city towards the end of the year with the expo starting and running this next year as well. So, And and, and not, not only that, we're seeing continually more and more new businesses that do not actually have an operation here in Dubai coming to Dubai. Our commercial department every single week are dealing with new firms that are coming yeah. to country. Big companies as well, big international companies. I mean, what, one of the main things for me to, to take away from this is that a lot of my friends that have lived here a long time are now buying houses or have bought houses and moved in. And that just shows 
you know and uh, some what, that have not wanted to part with cash and have been in here for a long Fletch. time yeah <laughs> the guy he, he sleeps on his bed of money he doesn't take it to the banks he's scared of the banks and everyone is the tightest person ever meet and get if you get him to buy a townhouse in Jamiro golf estates then that means that the market's good. That's the barometer of the market. <laughs> Fletch is the barometer of the market. But there, there is a realisation that more people want to stay here, are going to stay here, yeah. stay in country a bit longer. I'm really bullish. Look, I think at the end of the year, we look back but at the end of 2021, and we can see four, five, six percent increase in property prices. Let's call it maybe early double digits, 10% increase in property transactions versus the previous year. Not just us, from, but from a country perspective, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. And if we see a huge explosion in Q1, a bit of a decrease in Q2, maybe some stabilisation in Q3 in terms of transactions. I think as we look at the end of the year, as long as we're seeing healthy single-digit growth, I think as a business and as a country, we will be delighted. People market, are fearful. Yeah. This is what I don't get. That if you're not on the property ladder, when someone says growth, they go, oh my God this will collapse and this and that. And the stuff that you hear is mental, but having a city that is in growth mode is amazing. It means there's more jobs, more capital created. I mean, you look at major cities, look at London. I think London since lockdown has gone up 15%. That's London. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. So like, and that all that means is that the, the, the economy around the property market, the jobs, the capital, the people is just good. You know, we've had seven or eight years of negativity and negative pricing. Enjoy when the market's going up. And I think we've got a good few years ahead of us. Paul, any closing comments from you? What do you think the Mahala market could perform this year? No, I, to, I, I don't want to sound like a cop-out, but I'd agree with your comments, really. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. What about the market market? I know if I was going to say anything different, it'd just be talking for talking's sake. I think you, you're spot on. I think Q3, a bit of stabilization. Q4, we'll, we'll see a bit more increase. And if we can see, exactly you said, single digit increases, and it's a healthy property market. So can I summarize what you just be. said? Yeah, can you what say what he said? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening today, taking care of business again. Thank you, Lewis and Paul, thank for you. your very uh, good insights on the market markets. <laughs> on the market market. Market market. That all um, that ends season two, where we'll, Lewis and I will be joined by various different guests. I'm sure Paul will be revisiting for season three, and we may look at different locations. But please keep listening out, keep reviewing our site, uh, keep reviewing our our podcast page. Seventh most listened to podcast in the UAE. Yes, business. we're absolutely delighted. The seventh most listened to podcast in investing in Dubai or UAE for for podcasts. So. Keep listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And we'll keep pumping out con content. Until then, bye. Bye.